This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture spelled a rushing. Like I said, for the next hour or so, we're just going to be talking about gardening. We've got all sorts of stuff going on. Um, some of us have plenty of rain, which really helps a lot, but it also helps the weeds grow. Uh, I just looked at a uh, photograph taken on my garden the other day, and it looks like I've got a little bit of grass to pull. Uh, mostly stuff that's come up from seed over the summer that's uh, fallen in the, right between my, my walkways and mulch and stuff like that. It'd be easy to pull, but this rain has really made it jump. Anyway, we're going to be talking about whatever's on your gardening mind. If you want to give me a call, it's toll-free, one eight seven seven mpb ring uh, toll-free anywhere. I want to give a couple of real shout-outs. Uh, first of all, I got a, an email from Cecile Wardlaw. Uh, Cecile, um, she does. She takes care of the uh, the old uh, roses and other parts of the cemetery, the historic cemetery in downtown Jackson. It's called Greenwood Cemetery. It's about a block north of our state capital. Anyway, the old roses there. She says she was out there doing a little maintenance work, and uh, a lady from Biloxi came by down the Gulf Coast and uh, talked to her. Says she had heard about the, uh, the the garden on my here on MPB on the Gestalt Gardener talking about the roses, and she wanted to see them. So anyway, appreciate folks. Uh, taking advantage of the little opportunities to, to see unusual stuff. A bunch of old roses, shrub roses. They're not great right now. It's summertime, middle of the winter, but in the spring and in the fall, they are dazzling. And they're growing between tombstones with little or no care, just to show you that even dead people can grow our America's floral emblem. Anyway, there's some other things going on I want to uh, uh, talk about, some events coming up. One in particular that's coming out real soon. Uh, this is going to be in um, uh, actually this weekend, this Saturday, Lafayette County Master Gardeners going to have two free presentations on Saturday uh, from 1230 to 215. It's going to be at the Lafayette County uh, Public Library there in Oxford. Um, and one is going to be on lawn care and the other is going to be on Fall and spring vegetable garden. Got a couple of real good experts there, and uh, I know you're going to really enjoy that. If you get a chance, uh, Oxford Library, Saturday from uh, 12.30 until 2.15. It's free. We've got some other events I want to uh, uh, talk about in just a second, but first of all, uh, let me ask um, ask Java something. Java, you know about this uh, special MPB TV TV thing that's coming up next Thursday? Fair enough. And yeah. I and I know you know about it too because you posted a a, a video up on our social on MPB social media. You can go look at it now if you're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and you you are creeping through the bushes, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, let me, that's not just any bush. We'll talk about that in just a second. But that is a special bush. Um, but anyway, this thing is coming up next Thursday night. It's been years since MPB has done a a live event. That's sort of a drive time thing, but this one is going to be really cool. It's Thursday night and repeated on Sunday. But what's really cool about it is it's a live program uh, called Watch Us Shine, and they're going to have all sorts of segments that's going to feature uh, people like Robert St. John, the restaurateur and chef, Watercolors Wyatt Waters. Uh, they host Palette to Palette. Um, Deborah Hunter from Deep South Dining, Marshall Ramsey. Uh, Walt Grayson, Bill Ellison, but I'm going to be making a special overseas cameo appearance live along with footage of my pickup truck 
uh, where which which by the way was stolen, recovered, repainted, refurbished, and replanted. And they're going to show a little segment about all that process. Plus something real special. Uh, a lot of a lot of you know Wyatt Waters. He's a really well known. He's a master watercolor artist, known literally all over the world. Uh, MPB uh, Television has done a special thing showing him painting a watercolor of my pickup truck garden. And let me tell you, he nailed the John Deere green and the flowers and the herbs and the vegetables. But anyway, you can win this. This uh, this and Wyatt stuff is it's a little, it's pricey. He's 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 well known. But if you want a chance of winning this watercolor of my pickup truck garden done by Wyatt Water. All you got to do is tune in, either call in during this special presentation or just call in, even if you, you, you don't feel like you can support MPB at this time. There's all sorts of opportunities. Now, if you tune in next Thursday night, 7 o'clock, or the following Sunday at 6 o'clock, uh, check out Watch Us Shine. And uh, if you want a little bit more information on how you can uh, be put in the drawing for this white water uh, uh, thing of my uh, garden pickup truck, uh, just go to mpbonline.org. Up at the top, they have this thing called this uh, a banner called Watch You Shine. Click on that. By the way, if you want to see a preview of why it's painting on my truck, I put a low-resolution uh, photocopy of it on my blog. If you want to go check it out, felderrushing.blog. The very top has just got a little bit of uh, – it's got a picture of why it's painting and a click on how you can get more information. Anyway, that's a lot of stuff going on. And we'll be repeating that a couple of times during this program. But meanwhile, back to work. Let's talk about gardening with Mark up in Tupelo. Hey, Mark, good morning. Good morning. Tell me how in the Sam Hill you get rid of nutgrass in your garden, sage, yellow, purple. Yeah, in, in your yard or in your garden or what? Cuss. In my garden. It makes a well, pleasure. Okay, in, in the garden... Uh, it's pretty straightforward. First of all, there's two products that'll kill nut sedge. Uh, one is called, I think it's called, oh, I know it's called sedge hammer. You know, nutgrass also called nut sedge. But there's a product called sedge hammer. There's some other products, but this one I can remember. It's a little pricey, but I tried it on some nutgrass in my garden last year, and it was growing in all sorts of flowers and shrubs. I sprayed everything, and only the nutgrass died. Only the nutgrass dies. So sedge hammer kills just nut sedge. You can also, in, in the case of a vegetable garden, you can till it up this fall, row it up, get ready to plant, wait for the nutgrass to come up next spring, and then just spray just it, just the foliage of it, after it comes up with Roundup. And within okay. three or four or five days, it'll start turning yellow. You can plant right after that because Roundup quickly binds the soil particles and starts to break down. So that's the right. truth. In a garden... You know, try some Roundup next spring after it comes up, or try a sedge hammer any other time. But the sedge hammer will not have residual effects. Won't hurt my tomatoes. I can eat the no, tomatoes. No, no, no. It only kills sedges. You know, and you know, a lot of people don't understand things like Roundup and, and, and these kind of things. But they've been designed to work specifically on specific things and to break down quickly in the environment. So e oh. either way you go, sedge, sedge hammer is a little pricey, but it only kills sedges. Okay, but you know, man, you you can work yourself to death in your garden. You can't you can't dig it up. You can't you can dig it up and you leave a little nodule and twelve thousand plants will come up from it. You know. Well, the the thing the thing with nutgrass and other perennial things like Bermuda grass, if you pull it, you know, as good as you can one time, 
as soon as it comes back up, don't don't let the new stuff get us there. But as soon as it comes up, go back and pull it, and then okay. one more time. Each time gets a lot easier, but you got to do them back to back before the new stuff gets established. Got it. Good deal. Thank you for your help. Okay. Good luck on it. Okie dokie, folks. Horticulture spell the rushing. We're talking about gardening. If you've got some things on your mind, shoot me at garden at mpbonline.org. Or else uh, give us a call. It's toll free, one eight seven seven mpb ring I want to uh, mention again the um, uh, this special thing they've got coming up on MPV uh, television. It's been a long time since they've done this. Next Thursday, starting at 7, 7 p.m., and the following Sunday, starting at 6, they've got a real special thing called Watch Us Shine. And they've got uh, a lot of the hosts, a lot of the people that you've, that you've known for a long time, you've heard for a long time, you get a chance to see them live talking about stuff. And also a chance to win uh, through a drawing. Anybody can enter. Uh, an opportunity to win Wyatt Waters watercolor of my pickup truck in this garden. If you want to see a picture of it, go to felderrushing.blog and you can take it from there. Hey, you want to give us a call this morning? Toll free one eight seven seven mpb ring Got a couple of other events coming up I'd like to talk about. Before we get to that, let me just mention that I just got back from uh, two events this week. One is a scarecrow festival up at the Yorkshire Dales. Uh, Dales are like the big hills, really, with rock walls and stuff like that. But anyway, big scarecrow festival, one of the premier events uh, in the UK. A lot, there were hundreds and hundreds of people there uh, every day. Uh, and uh, last week, after I got off the air, I took a large dracaena plant. Now, Java, you mentioned that there's a, a a thing about me talking about this program coming up. Yeah, and, and it looks talking, like you was coming out you were coming out the bushes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well that bush is a type of plant called Dracaena that I grew from a little small thing, less than a foot tall, up to now it's uh it's almost six feet tall, multiple branch. Last week I entered it into a flower show, the Clitheroe flower show, uh, where it won first place. Um first place award plus it got the sculpture glass trophy for being a top plant in its class. That bush is now an award-winning shrubbery. So I can start calling anyway. you International Felder now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Winning awards all over the world. Well, you know, it, you know, it's, it's not rocket science. It's just, uh, it's just growing something. They know how to clean it up and cut off the bad-looking leaves and shine up the pot and take it down to where people are, are, are looking at it. So uh, anyway, we've got uh, folks. If you want to give us a call, we got the lines open. It's toll free one eight seven seven MPB ring. Meanwhile, we've got another uh, installment of that Dear Felder, Dear Felder that that you have sent in the lyrics to, and it's been performed by Gus Mohammed from uh, from Belzona, Mississippi. If you've got some lyrics you'd like for Gus to lay down, shoot us an email garden at mpbonline.org. But we're going to listen to that. And then when we come back from the, from from the Deerfelder Deerfelder, we're gonna listen. We're gonna talk with the Okra King of North America. So we're gonna be right back with more of the Gestalt Gardener here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting right after this. Deerfelder, Deerfelder, my lawn won't survive. I cut it real tight, but can't keep it alive. There's a mess in my yard. Not sure what I need. Here there's a cell now on all weed and feed Sign, grass burner Grass burner, grass burner, you have it all wrong Keep your 
Blade settings high keeps your lawn growing strong. Buying that product will be a big waste. It's like mixing some sugar with your toothpaste. Sign, dear Felder. Dear Felder, dear Felder, my plants are all wrong. The fence is falling down and my hair is too long. My neighbors all quake, I'm that bottle tree guy. Here's to worms in your compost and spit in your eye. Sign, hands dirty. Hands dirty, hands dirty, you've got no complaint. And it's obvious to me that you are not a saint. Ask the gnomes their opinion, it's guaranteed true. There's no mistakes in gardening, just love what you do. Sign, dear Felder. If you guys lyrics to the Dear Felder, Dear Felder thing, shoot us an email, guarded at MPB online. Keep it clean if you can. Uh, before we talk to the Okra King, Chris, let's uh, check with Troy, who's in holding on from Biloxi. Hey, Troy, what's going on on the coast? Rain, fuck of it. Uh, good, good. The question, the question I have is I've got these small vines that have thorns all over them. They're growing all scattered out in my backyard. And I don't know how to get rid of them, aside from having to pull every single one of them out of the ground. Oh, uh, do you know what kind of vines they are? I mean, they're not blackberries, are they? Or dewberries or something like that? No, it's just a straight vine. Got some uh, leaves. Uh, I kind of say they're like a heart-shaped leaf or a teardrop. Oh, 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 oh I know. I know. When you pull them, they're really tough. They, they go like a stiff stem, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a that's actually a native vine called Smilax, S M I L A X. Uh, some people yeah. call it Greenbrier. It's in the same family as asparagus. And for what it's worth, when the new growth is on, you know, the very tip ends of tip stuff, you can eat it raw. It's in the asparagus family. It tastes like asparagus. I'm just throwing. So if you can't beat it, you can always eat it. Is what I'm saying. Oh, uh, I hear you. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, Smilax are really hard to control because it grows from a, a almost a woody tuber under the ground. And, uh, you know, if you pull it and pull it and pull it and pull it, wear some gloves, eventually you can peter it out, but it's really hard to get rid of without digging up those tubers. I mean, even Roundup has a hard time killing it, tubers and all. So best thing I can suggest is every chance you get, pull as much as you can, and then just keep a pair of gloves laying around someplace, and every chance you get, when you see it, just pull it up, and you will get rid of it eventually, but the, the, the first one or two pullings is the hardest. And as long as you keep after it after that, at least once, maybe twice a year, it gets easier and easier. I, I have the same problem in my garden, so believe me, I, I, I know what I'm talking about on this one. Yeah, I've been, I've been pulling, yeah. but every time I pull, I, another one's propped up somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's yeah. you know it's a native it's a native plant, you know, and the seeds are spread by birds and all. But like I say, once you get the worst of it, you know, just make it a routine habit, sort of like shaving, except this is only once or twice a year. Pull it what you can, and you you'll if you don't completely get rid of it, at least you'll keep it from from half killing you. But one or two yeah. good pullers, and then routine after that. That's my really about all I can do in my own garden. Yeah, that's what I read, and I thought maybe I could get some expert advice about it but yeah I'll, I'll just continue pulling them out of the ground 
Well, I hate to I hate to to to, uh, to point it out, but I am an expert, and I pull it by hand. If there's something else I could do, I would. Good luck on it. Charlie. I understand. I'll just okay. continue doing that then. Okay, and remember the new t- the tender new growth. You can eat it just like asparagus. You can trust me on that one. All right, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, now let's see if we got Chris Smith on the line. Chris, are you with us this morning? Yeah. Hey, is this Chris? This is Chris. Hey, howdy, howdy, howdy. You are Chris Smith. You are the okra king. I'm going to say the okra king of the world right now. You're growing how many varieties of okra over North Carolina? Uh, I'm, uh, I feel like every time I speak to you, my status gets elevated in the world of okra. Um, I, I am currently growing about uh, 78 varieties of okra, but I've got one main plot where I've got 60 varieties, and that's my main trial site. Now, that's 60 different, distinctly different kinds of okra. Distinctly different kinds of okra. Really? I mean, come on, Chris. There's long okra, there's short fat okra, there's red okra, there's green okra. You're telling me that there's more difference than that? You've been doing you know, that all was, year. That was one of my questions coming into this. I was like, I've got all these different varieties, and they've all got different names. So that's that's a fact. Yeah. They've got different names. And I was like, are they just all going to be different iterations of red burgundy and Clemson's finalists? And I'm, yeah. I've, I've been really excited to see the, the crazy diversity. Uh, I, yes, they're all either variations of green or red, and we go pale down to almost white, and we go like deep, deep red almost to purple. But um, the colors of the pods uh, are within those ranges. But then we've got like short plants and tall plants and really densely bushy plants and super skinny plants, different leaf shapes, different flower um, colors in terms of the amount of reds that are weaving through the outer petals. There, there's a lot of diversity within within okra. Well, you know, I I, had, uh, I, I think I sent you a, a, the results of some okra trials that I had uh, yeah, I've been to in actually in, the, in Africa where okra comes from, and there's some you can barely get your hand around them. They're they're short and they're fat like that. But uh, you sent me a picture of a lot of different kinds that, that you just took what a couple of three four weeks ago of some of the different kinds of okra that you've grown this summer there in North Carolina. Have you tried yeah. to eat all of these? So uh, <laughs> taste is really important to me, and that was one of the questions I also had, and. I would walk down the rows and just kind of munch on the different okras. I like to taste them raw to get a feeling of what their flavors are like. Um, and it was, you know, once you get to the fifth or the sixth okra, you've forgotten what the first one's like. So to eat all 60 and, and have a <laughs> objective opinion is kind of impossible. Uh, so I set up kind of like I had a okra field day a few weeks ago and I had a bunch of people out there. We had about 20 people and we set up like a world cup, elimination style taste test they're not totally scientific but kind of we wanted to get a feeling of it um, and that was a really good way to get down to a couple of finalists because people would you would then just have to one person would eat four varieties and only their two top favorite ones would go through to the next round and we did that to eliminate all the way through to a final 10 and then we did a semi-final uh, and we came down to uh, just one variety that actually we had unanimous agreement was the best tasting okra out of all 60 varieties. Unanimous. Everybody agreed. Unanimous. Everyone was like, this okra definitely tastes better than the rest. It's kind of had a nutty sweetness to it. It had a really good texture. 
Um, and the exciting thing about this okra, it was a Turkish variety uh, that I only found in, in one seed catalog and just kind of it came into the trial last minute. And when you look into Turkey as an okra-growing region, they have a really, um, a really good local domestic land race when it comes to okra. They grow lots of different types, and they don't necessarily select for specific varieties, uh, and they really value flavor. They have a really good wow. cuisine that goes behind it, and, and that's carried through in, in what I've experienced in this trial. Well, the, the trial is ongoing. How long do you think you get to, I mean, it, it pretty much all the different varieties, have they all produced something by now? Yeah, yeah. It, it's been uh, people top complaint when they grow okra is that it gets away from you. And when you grow this much okra, you kind of understand, you really get to internalize that. Uh, I've been, every couple of days, like I'm picking 20 to 40 pounds of okra. Wow, what are you doing with all of it? I mean, you can't eat. I mean, come on, Chris. I don't even know if there's any kind of gastric disturbance from eating that much okra, but it's got to be some, <laughs> some 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 side effect. You're still married, right? I'm still married. Um, <laughs> although I, d- I did read just yesterday there's a Turkish proverb that says if you're having family troubles, you should grow okra because it keeps you apart for long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what are you doing with all this okra? I, I know you you belong to uh, to the local slow food group there in Asheville. Are you donating it to uh, to, to farmers markets or something like that? Yeah, I'm I'm really trying to because I'm writing this book that is exploring all the different diversity within okra and all the different things you can do with it. Then I've been very keen to just I've given okra flowers to a local tea company. I've given okra pods to a local Indian restaurant and. Uh, there's a, a restaurant in town that wants to experiment with okra kimchi and uh, okra leaves. There's an Indian restaurant that's been going to do an okra leaf pakora. So there's just lots of different experiments that I'm trying to fuel with my okra just to get it get out there. A lot of and, different farm-to-table events that I'm giving okra to to just try and have an opportunity to speak about the diversity of okra. Well, we've got, a, we've got a lot more to talk about. It's an ongoing trial, and I do have this picture of the ones you, you've got. And I'm going to try to get over and visit you a little bit later uh, uh, when I get back to the, to the States. Um, I'm not a great fan of okra without ketchup, though, so it might take – you know, I'm going to be your, your, your hard – your acid test, my friend. Well, bring your own ketchup just in case. <laughs> hey, and by the way, uh, yesterday I was at a media event. I was at a uh, flower show. Uh, over in Southport, I ran into your brother Matthew for like the fifth or sixth time this summer. He has this wonderful display at all these flower shows of colorful uh, hybrid calla lilies. And uh, I, I was also uh, admiring a nearby display of really colorful sweet lettuces and other vegetables growing in pots. Turns out it was your mother's booth. Yeah, I met your mother Susan. I met your dad, but I didn't catch his name. But turns out they live not very far from me in a village called Walton Lee Dale, which is like 14 miles from where I am. It's in a small world. Did my mom tell you that she visited me in America recently and I fed her yeah, yeah. every single day and she doesn't really like it? Yeah, yeah, she, she did. <laughs> <And> we've got, <laughs> anyway, we've got more to talk about, man, but i got to scoot. Anyway, back out in the fields, I'm looking forward to meeting you. I'm going to try to taste a few okras and uh, my mind will be open, okay? I hope so. We look forward to it. If, if anybody wants to catch up with you, they can go to your website called indefenseofokra.com. Is that right, Chris? Correct. That's perfect. All righty, man. Appreciate you sharing. We'll catch up with you in a few weeks, man.
Cheers. Thank you, Valdo. Bye-bye. Okay, dokie. Okay, that was Chris Smith. If you want to know more about this famous world-class okra trial and see some pictures of different kinds, go to indefenseofokra.com. Um, before we do our tune today, uh, let's let's uh, snag a chat with uh, South Haven near Memphis with John. John, thank you for holding. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing fine. Good. What's uh, before I ask my question, let me give you a suggestion for a cheesy tune. Keep it clean. Oh, yeah. It's Rusty Old American Dream by David okay. Wilcox. Okay, I, I, didn't get the, the, I didn't get the first word. Something Old American Dream. Rusty. Rusty. Yeah. This, is a, this is a song that is sung by a used car to a prospective buyer. Listen, I will, I will, I will check it out. But we can. But what, what, what can I do? Yeah, and I appreciate okay. that. I, I, I now, just wrote that question, down. Two quick questions. One is, what do I put on my yard to kill the grubs that uh, molds me? Well, they they have they have the stuff called milky spore. It's a bacteria type thing that kills the grubs, but it takes a while to work. Sometimes over a season. Problem is, that's okay. Um, yeah, but 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 the problem is moles also eat worms and crickets and all sorts of stuff. See, so oh, you know okay. that's that's sort of something that's it's, it it works, but it's a borderline gimmick, is what I'm saying. But anyway, if you want to give it a try, you need to put it out and water it in really good. It, you're basically infecting your soil with a type of bacteria, a, a mold type stuff that kills uh, just the larvae of those kind of beetles, and it'll help oh, a little okay. bit, but. In, in the big picture, it's a whole lot cheaper and easier just to get you a mole trap and learn how to use it. That you know, there's usually only one or one or two. I'm real serious about that. Usually, that's you know, that's more effective and it's, it's cheaper too, and it's, you get instant results. But anyway, okay. a milky spore is only number two. Is when do I plant um, winter vegetables? Now. Now's the time. Yeah, we 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 start. You know, you might not be able to find some things like broccoli and collards and kale and cabbage and stuff like that. But the seeds like lettuces and and uh, chard and carrots and beets, you can plant those anytime this month. Oh, okay, great. Thank you much. Okay, appreciate that. I'm gonna I'll check out that tune also. All righty. And uh, speaking of tunes, I had one picked out today that. I thought it would be real special, but let's go with something that's a little bit more more pointed, I guess. We were, at least I was, most of us who are listening are familiar with the great Aretha Franklin. I was around when she first came out with her stuff. The rest of you are born and raised with it. But anyway, we thought a little, little tribute to, to the great Aretha Franklin. She spoke so many levels to so many of us on more than just music. But after the Aretha Franklin tune, we're going to come back with more Gestalt Gardener and your phone calls. If you want to shoot an email, garden at mpbonline.org. Meanwhile, let's celebrate Aretha Franklin's wonderful art. And we'll be back with more gardening right after this. I'm Horticulture's Felder Rushing. Thank you. 
one step the head of Padre, one step the head of misery, one step is all I have to take, backwards to be the same old fool for you I used to be. I'm only one step ahead of your arms, one kiss away from your sweet lips. I know I can't afford to stop for one moment, cause I'm just out of reach of your fingertips. Your warm breath on my shoulder Keeps reminding me That it's too soon to forget you It's too late to be free Can't you see? I'm only one step ahead of Seems like I'll have to take that one step backwards Cause one step ahead is a step too far away from you Can't get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture Cellar Rushing. Appreciate that little tune, Java, you, you picked out for today. Uh, if you want to give us a call, one eight seven seven mpb ring uh, I've got several events coming up uh, I want to mention, but uh, before we go to this next phone call, let me let me mention that if you tune in to this MPB TV thing next Thursday at 7 uh, or the following Sunday at 6, if you tune in and just give them a call, you can put your name in for a running, for, for a drawing of an incredible watercolor uh, that, that Master artist Wyatt Waters had done over my pickup truck garden. They're going to show him painting it, uh, along with a clip about the re- replanting of my truck after it was stolen and repainted and all. Again, next Thursday at 7, or the following Sunday at 6. Uh, if you want to see a picture of this watercolor, go to felderrushing.blog and uh, it's got a link on how to get more information. Meanwhile, let's go down to almost the Gulf Coast, down to Picayune, and talk with Barbara. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Well, good morning. It's still hot out there, isn't it? Um, yeah, might get some rain this weekend, though. Yeah, we got a shower uh, lately every afternoon, but 
not yesterday. I'm calling about the Smilax. I have a problem here. I found the best way is to dig up the tuber. Even if you pull and you leave a bit of that tuber, you're going to get another Smilax. The little ones pull out. Sometimes you get the tuber. Most of the time it breaks off. So it's just a, but I find it a hobby to just sit down and dig out a tuber. Sometimes they're a foot long. Can you eat them? You know, that, that's a good question. Uh, it's in the same family as asparagus, but I don't know if you can eat the tubers or not. I'll have to check that one out. I, I'm, you got my curiosity up about that. But uh, the only time I ever dug them up, they're really hard and knotty, kind of almost woody. Well, uh, they I don't know. Like a ginger, actually. What's that? The, 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 the tubers actually look like ginger root. Yeah, yeah, it, it does, and it's in the it's in the same family as asparagus. But like I say, I just don't know if the tubers are edible or not. I would imagine they're not poisonous, but whether you can digest them or not, whole different story. Let me do a little research on that, Barb, before I commit myself on it. All right. Well, anyway, I find the best way is to dig them, and I find it sort of a hobby to see. You know, I sit down and with a trowel or a shovel and just dig them out, and it's. <laughs> My old pastime, let's you, say. Would you say, Barbara, would you say that once you get the worst of them out, then the, the ones after that, they're kind of small and it really gets easier? Yeah, it does. It does. But, you know, if you break off if you break off the small ones and you leave at that tuber, you're still going to get another shoot. But um, yep. So I have little ones growing all the time. And, yes, yeah, yeah, it's, pulling is pretty good but if it's a big big tough one that they go up in the trees you've got to dig oh them. yeah oh yeah all right well listen great information i appreciate that a whole bunch all right thank you bye thank you appreciate it okay folks if you want to give us a call it's toll free one eight seven seven mpb ring got the lines wide open eight seven seven mpb ring if you want to uh chat about anything i just got an email from uh uh, somebody who has a, a tree that came up in their yard, and they thought it might be a cypress tree, and they sent me a picture of it. Sure enough, it's a bald cypress tree. came up from a seed from someplace. Love our native plants. Uh, and I've been taking pictures of, of people uh, in Europe but using our native plants as major parts of their gardens. Uh, you'd be amazed at how many, uh, virtually every major garden, and most of the cottage gardens around here, Use our goldenrod. A lot of times there are varieties of goldenrod that are smaller, more compact. They don't run as much. But goldenrod is a really, really popular uh, summer and fall blooming perennial. Good cut flower, great for pollinators. It, it supports more pollinators than any other flower. That's a fact. But things like phlox, uh, monarda, this uh, ver ver the the uh, verbenas that are out there. There's so many of our native plants that are really commonly grown. A lot of times we overlook them because they're around us all the time. Anyway, if you have some questions you want to chat about gardening, give me a call. Toll free one eight seven seven MPB ring or shoot me an email garden at mpbonline dot org. Uh, I mentioned that this coming weekend Saturday there's going to be. Um, uh, uh, two free presentations at the Oxford Library starting at 12.30 until uh, uh, almost 2 o'clock at the Oxford Library Saturday on lawn care and fall and vegetable garden. That's this weekend. But also the Harrison, Master County, Harrison County Master Garden down the coast are going to have their 
second annual Fall Garden Expo and Plant Sale. I've been to it several times. It's a lot of fun. That's not till September 15th, but it's going to be uh, there on Potts Ferry Road in Biloxi. We'll talk about uh, that plenty ahead of time. Uh, they're also doing some nice things on floral designs there at uh, the, the Coastal Research Station. If you want some information about that, either shoot me an email or go to coastal.msstate.edu. Uh, also, this can be a, a real fun event, an author event, in October at the Mobile Botanical Gardens. Uh, this woman wrote a book, two books called The Brothers Gardeners and also Founding Gardeners about the early days of horticulture in our country. She's got a new one that's coming out, but we've got plenty of time to talk about that. But from Mobile all the way up to Memphis and all over Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana, West Tennessee – we got stuff going on, and if you'd like me to help share it, shoot me an email, garden at mpbonline.org. Again, we've got the lines open if you want to give us a, a call, one eight seven seven mpb ring uh, Meanwhile, let me share this. I've got a uh, uh, an email from Nick Manick who said his tomatoes are cracking. He said they're not rotting, they're cracking. And this is actually fairly common. It happens on cabbages, happens on uh, sweet potatoes, any kind of plant that when it gets a certain size, the part that you eat, if it if we have a dry spell, the skin sort of harden off a little bit, and then a sudden rain, a big influx of water can cause them to split their skins. Real common with tomatoes, it can happen in the fall with sweet potatoes. Just before you're ready to dig, we get a heavy rain, and they can split wide open. Uh, also happens with cabbage heads sometimes in the fall. So if you're having problems with that, the, the, the thing is, go ahead, harvest what you can, and keep your plants moist. You don't have to water them all the time, but don't let them get really bone dry or the skins will toughen up, and then if you get a good rain, they'll split wide open. It's worse on some varieties than others, but mostly it's caused by sudden influx of water. Um, also, let me see. What is the one I got here? I had a really fun email I want to share with you. Uh, here we go. Uh, Jim Roswell said he's having trouble growing rosemary. He's planted seeds. He's used a starter plants. He'd start them inside, move them outside, grow them in pots, put them outside, plant them in the sun, shade, semi-sun. Every time they get in the summer month, they all die. And um, most of the time, this is called rosemary. It's a Mediterranean plant. It likes to have a little on the dry side, not miserable, dried-up type of horrible dry, but rosemary that stays wet, or if it's in a heavy clay soil or heavy soil, it gets root problems that cause it to die even in the summertime if the damage happened back in the winter. So it's really important when you get rosemary to loosen up the roots, loosen up the potting soil, stir it in your potting soil, plant it a little on the high side, maybe a raised bed or a low mound, uh, anything to keep it from staying really, really dry or staying wet for even a couple of days. I've killed rosemary from watering it in the middle of the summer on a hot day just almost just steamed them to death. I had three plants, watered a really good one July afternoon, and within four days, dead as a doorknob from sudden heavy watering. Anyway, uh, let's take a real quick break. We've got uh, some callers on the line. If you ever give us a call, it's toll free one eight seven seven MPB ring. I do answer my email during the week. I've got uh, two. No, I got three here. I haven't caught up on. But if you want to shoot me an email about gardening, send me a picture of some things. It's real easy. Garden at mpbonline.org. I'd like uh, some ideas for some lyrics for that Dear Felder, Dear Felder thing. Shoot those to me also. Uh, meanwhile, 
Uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back with uh, a call from the Ocean Springs, and uh, we got lines open. If you want to give me a call about anything that's on your hot middle of August uh, gardening mind. I'm Horticulture's Phil Rushing. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We'll be right back after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okie dokie, welcome back. Horticulture's Felder Rushing, and uh, let's go down to Ocean Springs and talk with Rose. Good morning, Rose. How are you today? Hi, Felder. I'm just fine. Good. I have a question about my... uh, Zinnias. I planted some of the small daisy-like zinnias, and they're doing great, uh-huh. but they're getting a little long and leggy. Um, can I? How do I cut those back? And can I cut them back this time of year? Yeah, yeah, you can cut them back. You know, I mean, I wouldn't cut them back too hard. You know, maybe a third to halfway or something like that, and they should bush right back out. You know, and all zinnias will do this. Right. I planted you, you, them before. You, These look really great, but of course, they've they've had some alternating wet and dry spells. Yeah, yeah. What you might want to do is try cutting some of them back, and then as soon as they put out new growth, then cut the others back. That way you, not only you'll have a little bit to look at, but also butterflies and bees and things like that, you know, they won't go uh, lacking in. So leave a few of them, and then when the others start putting the eye back, then cut the first ones. you got plenty of time to do that. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you. Okay, appreciate your call. You're welcome. Okay, folks. Toll free one eight seven seven MPB. Hey Java, you said something about there was a picture of me coming out of of, of, of my bush talking about something. Where was that? I, I, I sent that the other day. Where where can you find that? I'm curious. I want to see what I look like coming out of a bush talking about MPB. <laughs> well, if you're on uh, on Facebook, uh, you could go to MPB online. Uh, um, on Facebook, you can go to MPB on Instagram, uh, MPB on Twitter. Um, you know, our social media department uh, put it out, just letting everybody know about Watch Us Shine uh, Thursday, August 23rd. It's going to be a great event. I, I've only been here a couple years, so I wasn't here the last time um, something like this happened. So I'm looking forward to it, man. It's a, a live program, and uh, it's all to, you know, support Mississippi Public Broadcasting. They got a fun lineup too, a whole bunch of fun folks. I'm gonna do a little cameo appearance, but I can't wait to see that. I mean, I, I had that picture of the Wyatt Waters did of my of my truck, which is gonna be one of the the the, the prizes for for the drawing. And all the people have to do is tune in and call. They don't. Uh, but anyway, I can't wait to see because they have sort of a sped up little video of him painting uh, my picker uh, a watercolor of my pickup truck garden. I can't wait to see that. But they, if they just do. Facebook or Instagrams, I don't do any of that stuff. Uh, Garden and MPB online, that they can find it from there. Well, that's the that's the email, gardenmpbonline.org. But um, 
just a good a good place, mpbonline.org, uh, our website. Oh. And then if you're just following us on Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram, um, MPB Online on Twitter, uh, MPB Online on Facebook. It's all, you know, it's all the same, MPB Online. And just find us and uh, you will see you uh, popping out the bushes and then um, going <laughs> and then going back into the bushes. <laughs> well, that is an award-winning bush, I'll have you know. Well, there you, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! By the way, I, I, I just uh, next week I got a, a tune I want to play about. Uh, it's a thing called "You Got a Friend in Me," and I thought of it because I just rescue I rescue old garden gnomes. You know these little statues, six eight inches tall of these gar- people throw them away and end up at the at the dump. And I and the, the guys at the trash place pull them out and have a little little collection of them, and they encourage people to take one home. Anyway, I just got another of these antique gnomes and. And I put it with with the one I've already got, and came up with that thing about you got a friend in me, uh, and I got a picture of that, the new gnome, the new old gnome, the rehomed gnome, as well as the the picture of Wyatt Worth's uh, watercolor painting of my pickup truck on my website, my, my blog, Felderrushing dot blog. And let's go over the stray horn and talk with Lisa real quick. Hey, Lisa, thank you for calling. What's going on? Um, I had a question for you next week, but this week um, a friend of mine gave me some elephant ears to transplant, and they're in the pot yeah. right now because we're doing some painting. Do they go in full sun or partial sun? Or? Oh well, well, there's two kinds of elephant ears, and both of them will grow in full sun if they're kept a little on the moist side, or if, if at least not allowed to stay stay real dry. But they'll, they they prefer uh, full sun if there's a little moisture or light shade if you're not going to be able to water them. And about there's two kinds. One where the you know how the the leaves are heart shaped. Yes, there's sir. one kind where the leaves point upward and they're kind of clump forming. And there's another kind with the where the heart shape points downward. They That's tend the to kind. spread a little bit. I'm just giving you a heads up on that one. Well, we got a perfect spot for them. Thank you. Okay, appreciate it. Bye bye. Okay. Now let's. Hey, hot dog. It's been so long since I heard from Mikey down at Mo. Hey, Mikey, how are you today? I'm doing really great. It's just uh, had a wonderful little bit of sprinkle rain, which cooled things off. Hallelujah. (laughs) What can can we have for you today? My question today is uh, I have an area. It's a funnel-shaped driveway sort of a thing, you know, coming from a fence along the edge of a property uh, about 12 feet. The last plant that my mother gave me was a vining rose, and the vining rose has gone crazy, kind of like my mom and me. Um, <laughs> what's the easiest way? Can, I looked at hedge trimmers yesterday. I mean, because I've always just done it with loppers and the gloves that go up to your elbows. But it's so yep. hot, Felder. I, you know, I mean, it's so hot, and it's very tedious. And yeah. will those hedge trimmer things work? No, not really. You need something. Uh, hedge trimmer, you, you can really booger them up. You know, you need to have some loppers uh, that will cut through a, you know, a, a thick woody stem. And, uh, you know, Mikey, you don't have to prune it. You can wait till it gets cool. There's, there ain't no race here. Well, there kind of is if you're trying to get into the driveway without tearing up a bunch well, of equipment. You well, know? What, what I would do is I'd go out early, you know, in the morning while it's still kind of cool and uh, just make the make the cuts, you know. And it, it, by the way, a lot of climbing roses just bloom in the spring. Sometimes they'll have a few flowers later, but I wouldn't prune them really, really hard. 
uh, unless you get right on it. We're sort of at the tail end for time to prune roses back for spring blooms. So uh, anyway, just cut a few at a time early in the morning, take you know, and take it easy. But uh, no, you need to use lopping shears. Something to cut through a nice woody woody. Uh, and those hand lopping shears, the ones with the handles on them, you can make a cut and then grab the vine with them and pull it back down without having to touch it with your hands anyway. With That's your what arm. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Thank you, Felder. I appreciate it. Come okay. on, help me, okay? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Well, you know, I, I do come down to Mobile. I'm gonna be down there for a plant swap, but it might be October till then. So uh, anyway, appreciate it. And uh, just stay cool, wear a hat, work in the morning before it gets too hot. Okay, folks, if you want to uh, probably get a little bit late for taking phone calls, probably get a little bit late, but uh, we've got all sorts of things going on right now. Here at MPE, there's, uh, you know, we have these live programs, weekly programs uh, every day of the week. Also, the television thing, there's some incredible locally produced programs. This thing to have a next Thursday night starting at 7 rebroadcast the following Sunday at 6, it's going to be fun. It's not, you know, I know a lot of people watch different stuff on Thursday nights and all, but this is going to be a really special program, and it has a, it features the time my truck was stolen, recovered, completely retained by the folks up at Holmes Community College in their auto collision uh, uh, technology department, and replanted the vegetable gardens and the herbs in the back, and you can see why at water, you can watch him doing a watercolor of a finished product. By the way, I got some help from my friend named, uh, uh, oh, just drawing a total way, Mark Patrick. Mark Patrick, uh, who works in a garden center just north of Jackson, he came over and helped spruce it up a little bit, pull a few weeds, and, and uh, prune back uh, some of the overgrown plants so that Wyatt could have a fresh start. And uh, we'll be talking with him a little bit later. I'm going to be home in a couple of weeks, live. But meanwhile, if you want to, uh, to get into gardening, you got some questions you want to kick around, shoot me an email, garden at mpbonline.org. Uh, the Gestalt Garden is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Uh, my producer, laid back but extra hard working, Java Chapman. Phone greeter today was Kevin Farrell. I'm your host, Bella Rushy. I'm going to be thinking of y'all to get out and about one more week here in northern England. And then when I get back, I'm going to pull some grasses and chat with you every week about gardening. See if you can take a kid to a farmer's market or a garden center and show them how to do what we do best. Take a kid out and show them how to get dirty. See y'all next week.